Hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 60. I'm your host, pain relief specialist and mind-body coach, Molly Jager. Hey guys, how's it going? Today I'm going to do an episode on what to do when things don't go your way. What to do. Of course, you have familiarity with that in your life. We all do. And we all have different coping strategies for dealing with that. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to take apart the coping strategies and give you some ways to move through them because a lot of the coping strategies that we develop are not conscious. They can be reactive and unhelpful for letting us actually get through and create some movement in those situations. Because really what we want is to be able to let it go, right? In the moment, right, we want to let it go and we also don't want to let it go because we're in the experience of the frustration or the disappointment of having things not go our way. And this is so common and the reason why it's so important is that in your pain relief journey, it will happen, of course, many, many times in relation to your pain. Many, many times we'll experience things not going your way, things not going as you would have them if you could have control, right? And it's so important to have an awareness of how you tend to react to that kind of situation because it can be very stressful to your system if what you have is a a repressive coping mechanism or if you don't have a way to respond that feels empowering, that feels positive. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. All right, so here's the deal. Of course, all of this I'm going to share with you is based on two things. It's based on the practice of awareness, that awareness offers us the capacity to change, but also it changes the way that our brain is working. It gives us perspective that we may not have had before. It also allows us to be kind of grounded, right? So in awareness, we gain purchase in the experience. Instead of just being at the mercy of the experience, with awareness, we have knowledge, we have power. So what I'm going to be sharing with you today, much of the effectiveness of it comes with within your increasing awareness of what your habit is. And so I'm going to be talking about a few different common ways that people tend to respond when things don't go their way. I'll tell you mine (laughs) and some of the things that you can do to work with that, to work with the way that you respond and to work with the feeling that it brings up for you. And the other premise today's podcast is based on is that the premise that everything is okay. 
like really, nothing has gone wrong. There is no major problem. Everything is going according to plan. This is the premise. And when you operate from this premise, it gives you access to a fresh perspective, right? Because it's so jarring that it kind of wakes up your brain. It's like, what do you mean everything is going according to plan, right? When things don't go your way, it feels the exact opposite to that. When things don't go your way, it feels like everything is wrong, nothing is right, and everything is going badly. And so to even introduce the thought that, or the possibility that everything is fine, nothing is going wrong, this is all going according to plan, that in and of itself is like a conundrum for your brain. And that wakes your brain up to a different way of thinking. And that's what we want to get into here. We want to initiate a different way of thinking, a different way of operating. So we're kind of like moving those neurons around. We're opening up those synapses and rewiring them and offering new data for our brain to play with. Because we're not trying to force any change. We're trying to open up to the possibility of change and explore what becomes available when we are open. So let's get into the different ways that people can respond. So let's get into the awareness piece of it so that we can all become more aware of what's happening, perhaps biochemically or internally, sort of understanding what your own pattern is. So the three different ways that I'm going to cover today are the following. And as I explain them, I want to invite you to consider which one you identify with the most. Which one do you think is most closely related to you? Now, everybody will have experienced all of these reactions to some degree, all of these ways of behaving in the face of things not going their way. Usually there's one that's kind of predominant. All right. So the first one is really a, like a fight response where you get angry, right? So things don't go your way and the reaction is to get angry. And now this might show up in a number of different ways. It might be angry at yourself, really common. You might be angry at somebody else who's maybe trying to help you. You might be angry at the system. You might be angry at the situation in general, at life, but however it shows up, whether your attention gets focused on yourself, another person or the situation, or some other part of the circumstance, wherever your attention is, that anger is present, right? The point is that in reaction to things not going your way, you get angry. Now, that is 100% my MO. <laughs> that is who I am. I get angry. I'm just like, no, this is absolutely unacceptable. I don't know who has to come in and fix this, but it needs to be done. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I just can't accept. And there's a huge amount of frustration. 
So that's one response. And another response is to kind of shift into like diversion and being and or being a good person. Like, okay, I didn't get this. Let's move on, make lemonade out of lemons, chin up, I'll figure another way. And this can be really tricky because this is like uh, feeling negative masked as positive. And I know a lot of you do this. I know a lot of you do this so, 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 so well that it's hard to recognize. When in the face of not getting what you want, you try to smooth over the situation for yourself or for other people because the feeling is so uncomfortable. Or you think if you shift gears that you can possibly um, influence the situation. You can get what you want. If only you can be good enough or do good enough or do the right thing for long enough. <laughs> right? So that's another response that a lot of people have in the face of not getting what they want. Right? To try and circumnavigate the uncomfortable feelings that come with it. Just notice, and there's one more, and that is many people just feel defeated and helpless. Like, there's nothing I can do. This, the case is closed, so I might as well retreat. And this is a, almost like a freeze response, almost like shutting down, where you are uh, really retreating inward and kind of trying to remove yourself from the situation. And this looks like, this looks like, it's huge stagnation. This looks like sleeping instead of, you know, doing what it is that you really want to do. This looks like procrastinating. This looks like doing all the things except the thing that is difficult and that creates that potential feeling of that challenge of having things not go your way. So all of these things can happen in a moment and they can also happen over time. They can be your kind of MO in life and they can be, you know, the thing that happens in the moment of disappointment. But you can be in a situation in your life where you feel overall like things are not working out for you right? And it's kind of continuous and your response is kind of continuous in that way, day after day. Okay. So just take a moment now. I've gone through those three different responses that are the most common and just let it sink in. Like what do you recognize in some of those that I just spoke to? And let yourself take a breath, maybe feel how it's landing Landing on your heart, landing in your chest, in your mind. And I know for me, even the awareness can be two things. It can be a little bit painful because you might not like something that you perceive, where you get insight. Or at this, and at the same time, you might also feel a sense of release. Right? Because when we become aware, when we become really close and intimate with ourselves in 
a very simple way, it can release the pressure of trying to maintain the mask, right? Of whatever it is that we're putting effort towards. Once we just kind of notice, oh, that's what I'm doing. Ah, that's what I do. Okay. I see that. I see that. I see myself and that's okay. So sometimes and often there's a mix of emotions in that. So just kind of let yourself experience those if that's coming up for you now. It's always important to give some space when you have a realization, when you're having a moment of awareness and insight. Okay. Now, one of the things I think is really interesting about this is that you can look back to your childhood and see these same patterns. So when you look back, do you remember your MO as a kid? And I was definitely in myself. I was definitely the kid who fought back. Now, what's really interesting about this is that my house was very safe. If you grew up with trauma or in an adverse situation, you might not have had access to that option if there was a lack of safety in, in yourself, in your environment, then it's probable that you would have gone to one of the other responses to that I'm going to do a good job, be a good person, do things right, or just freeze and kind of uh, go inward. So looking back on your childhood, you can kind of see how you recall reacting to difficult situations when things didn't go your way. And... You might also be able to recall other moments when you realized you could do something different. Like maybe you were always the kind of person who just tried to behave really, really well and perfectly so that you could get what you wanted or so that, you know, you didn't have to face disappointment and things could go smoothly, right? Because that's what we all want. We want things to go smoothly. (laughs) That's the way that we would prefer, right? And maybe at some later stage in your life, like as a teenager or even a young adult, you sort of spoke up for yourself and used that fight response and found that and found access to that at a later time in your life. Or, you know, you can look back. Maybe you had that when you were younger and you had an experience where you were like, that didn't work. That was really clear, right? And then you changed, you changed your tactic. So just noticing that, and the reason I'm bringing that up is two things. Number one, I want you to understand that these are things that get shaped in childhood and they're not only a part of our personality and kind of what we, what we come into the world with, but they're also related to the environment that we grow up in. And as children, we don't have control over that. Right? We're just doing the best that we can and adapting to the environment that we have been given. So it's important to recognize that and acknowledge that. And the other thing that's important to recognize is that from childhood into adolescence and maybe early teenagerhood and or adulthood, 
I think it happens in different times and different phases. We learn that certain behaviors are not okay. And what we don't learn is how to take those emotions and transform them or to process them. What we typically learn is that we cannot display those behaviors in certain situations. And so we devise our own way of dealing with them. And our tendency is to internalize those behaviors and those emotions. So what we get then into adulthood is a habit of repressing our emotions and internalizing them rather than being aware and acknowledging them. (laughs) I'm just imagining another world right now. (laughs) Like, wouldn't that be amazing if in childhood we could all have been taught that skill? (laughs) Oh, you're having an emotion right now. Let me help you process that and transform it into something really beautiful and empowering. (laughs) I think the fact that I'm laughing is so funny because that world sounds so ridiculous. It sounds so unlike (laughs) this world. It's like some bizarre fantasy. I don't know. But nonetheless, for good, for better or worse, whatever, this is what we've got, right? As adults, we've got to work with what we've got to work with. So The wonderful thing is that when you gain awareness, of course, then you have that wonderful purchase. You have ground to stand on, right? Inside that experience. And here's what I want to offer you is that every time you are experiencing a reaction to something, if you are able to be aware and catch it, that is so powerful. Just that alone gives you an immense amount of power, an immense amount of potential. Now, you don't always have to catch it in the moment, right? You can just be aware of it and work towards uh, work towards it, right? doesn't mean that you have to be aware of it and then be perfect, right? That's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about starting from that place of awareness. And then from that place, going inward to explore the color of that emotion or the, the detail of that emotion, rather than the expression of it, or the internalized uh, cycling of it, the internalized rumination but really getting close with what's actually present. So what I always like to do, I think this is so simple that it's it's deceptive. Like so many of the things that I do are so simple, they're deceptive. And so many of the things that work are so simple. Take a moment, give yourself some space and... I like to put a hand on my heart, maybe a hand on my belly, both, both on my chest, something like this. Go to the event, the circumstance, the situation, whatever it is that I'm reacting to that's not going my way, and then bringing awareness to it in this particular way, right? So first we have hands-on contact, so we have touch. So that's grounding my attention to my body bringing me home in that sense and then 
breathing through my nose. So you breathe through your nose because that changes a lot of things in your brain and in your physiology. And again, it quiets everything and brings you down back into your body in a very simple, straightforward way. And then move through the experience of the emotion around it. And in this process, you'll discover what it is that's actually going on. And when you find the more, when you get clarity on the actual emotion that you're experiencing, you'll be able to actually process it. Because what we're, all that behavior, all that reaction is circumnavigating the emotion. So we can't process it. So there's no completion. There's no understanding, right? It's the child that's upset and just like get over it kind of thing. That's what's happening. But that child who gets listened to and heard and uh, expressed back to in a, in a way that allows them to feel heard, that allows for the emotional cycle to complete. And it's the same when you can provide that for yourself. And what you'll find often underneath that is the kind of true emotion fueling your reaction. Like, I'm scared. It's fear. Or I feel like a lack of control. I feel that control has been taken away from me. I feel injustice. I feel uncertainty, insecurity. What is it that then rises to the surface for you when you go internal? And not only can you process that emotion, but then you can answer it, right? You can provide what you need. You can provide that sense of safety. You can become then increasingly aware of what it is that your system requires in order to be grounded in the midst of a situation where things aren't going your way. And of course, all of this comes out of an expectation, a narrative that we are unconsciously creating for ourselves. Unconsciously, we think things should be a different way. We create a fantasy for what life should be like and that disappointment for when things don't go our way, that experience of things not going our way is the attachment to that narrative. Let's just pause here to examine that for one moment before we end the podcast. So just imagine like if we had no story, if we had no idea already planned, if we had no past to predict our future from, if we had no desires that we've been building on or imagining, if we had zero expectation, things would present themselves and we would move through it so differently. We would deal with it, whatever it was. Right? If from one moment to the next, like I'm, I'm talking literally not just tomorrow, but from one moment to the next, this is what living in the now is supposedly like, right? Where there is no expectation, where there is no should or wish or better, 
There just is what is. And imagine if you didn't have any story or any narrative about the next moment, about what things should be like. You would just deal with the way things were, right? Now, this isn't to say that that is an optimal place. Wouldn't that be better if we could just be like that? But of course, because of course life isn't like that. We're humans. That's not the life that we're meant to live. Um, And at the same time that all of our past experiences might be burdensome and difficult at times, they also give us what we need to move forward in life, to be safe, to create things based on what we what our experiences are right so i'm i'm not offering you that sort of uh, scenario to express that that would be better i'm offering you as a thought experiment so that we can really look at just the level of conflict of reality with our narrative and the challenge that that conflict brings it brings up a lot of challenges for sure for sure it does and that is the human experience that we all get to partake in that is part of our human experience and it's part of our growth each of us as individuals so as another thought experiment moving forward See what it's like to offer your brain the thought, nothing has gone wrong. Everything is going exactly to plan. Just explore with that and see what it offers you. Notice the resistance that it may bring and see if you can just sit with that long enough to find something underneath it. If resistance is the primary experience, if pushback, is the thing that you experience the most. Just sit with that pushback long enough. Keep asking the question, what if, just what if? What if everything is going according to plan? Where does that leave me now? And see how you move through that one. See how your brain and your body and your breath move uniquely, differently, in the same kind of situation, same trigger, same circumstances, different perspective. And enjoy the big feelings that come with it. Have a wonderful week. I'll speak to you soon. everyone i hope you found this episode useful if you did please write me a review share the podcast on all the socials let your friends and family know who are in need of support in this particular way let them know spread the love and if you want my help you know where to find me you can email me at molly at move to nourish.com that's move to nourish.com you can find me on social media Please come over and hang out with me on Instagram at move number two nourish.com, move to nourish. 
And of course, you can always go to the show notes of this episode to find a link to book a free consult call with me to find out if this is the missing piece for you. On the consult call, we go through a comprehensive assessment where you get to assess yourself and I ask the questions that help you to see your situation more clearly from a mind-body perspective. I'll help you decode your pain pattern and start building a path toward wellness. And you can also find a link for those consult calls at my website, www.movetonourish.com. Have a great week. I'll speak to you soon.